Think about the last time you went through a tough situation. Maybe it was a job loss, or perhaps you've got some craziness going on with your kids or health challenges, or you just need to phone a friend because you're about to pull your hair out. Hi, I'm Janae, and I love Jesus. I'm a wife and a mom and lots of other things professionally. However, one of my favorite jobs, if you will, is helping women be their best. And today, we are going to talk about how we can do that by helping our sisters out when they are in need. Stay with us. Do you have a not-so-perfect life? I mean, we may look like we have it all together, but the truth is we all have stuff. Unbroken provides a brave space where we women can take off the mask, share our secret struggles and our secrets to success. Unbroken, doing life better together. Imagine life if you didn't have a sister or friend. When I say sister, I'm not talking a real sister, but like a friend sister to help you out when you're in need. Today, we're going to talk about some practical ways that we can do that. And I'm going to share a story about a friend who helped me out on more than one occasion. Help me welcome Debbie Rasa. Hi, Deb. Hi, Janae. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, Debbie and her husband, Michael, have a flooring company that they are still involved with. They also are executive directors of a fantastic ministry called Life Unplugged. Definitely recommend you check that out. But I have the privilege of calling Debbie a mentor and friend. And Deb, you met me early on. I mean, we've known each other for years. I think going on, what, 15 years? At least, yes. (laughs) And right off the bat, Deb, you just came alongside me um, in so many ways. And can you talk more about why you like to be the friend to come alongside? Yes. Well, that is one of my all-time passions is to be a true friend, uh, the friend you can call at three o'clock in the morning and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that friend will step up and step in to hands and feet, hopefully and prayerfully of Christ. Uh, you know, he calls us to do that. And The way I grew up was, uh, I don't know if anyone knows about the Enneagram, but I didn't find out about it until very recently. And it completely makes sense that um, I am considered a helper. I'm a two, as I believe you are as well, Janae. I am. And uh, I don't know, early on, I just had it in my spirit. I think the Lord gives us that as he creates us, that um, I just wanted to come alongside and be a helper and anyone that needed it, I wanted to be there for them. And 
now over the years, have you, you said anyone, you want to be there for them. Is it still anyone or because of time and maybe wisdom, have you learned to filter that? And if so, how? Yes. Uh, very good point, Janae. I, at first I wasn't very discerning and I literally wanted to help anyone and everyone. Um, I've since learned through uh, some leadership uh, awareness programs and other things that I've been involved in that uh, you really do have to have some boundaries and you have to have some hedges around who you feel safe with. And I use that because uh, a lot of times we think that, you know, whether it be our story or whether it be, um, you know, things that we feel that we can give advice on or mentoring, all of those things, uh, sometimes we just feel like we're just going to tell everyone and, and share with everyone. And I've learned not only the uh, hard way, but sometimes in other ways that that is not as discerning as the Lord would have us be. So I have learned that, um, you know, with friends and with others that maybe I've just met, I need to kind of read the situation and have a quickening in my spirit as to how much, how far, and how long I go with that particular individual or group of people. You can't yeah. ha help all the time. Which yeah, my dad used to say, Janae, you can't be all things to all people. Exactly. And Actually, one of my coaches is Terry Craft, and she works alongside Debbie. They, she and her husband, James, are the founders of Life Unplugged, and she's actually my personal leadership coach. And Terry said to me just last That's week, Janae, you need to learn to throttle back because I do have a tendency to just be like, I can help and let's do this. But we can't be all things to all people. And so for me, um, one of my kind of gauges, particularly with women who would like help and mentorship, is are they willing to help themselves? Oh, yeah. There are so many times when we want success whatever that looks like. I'm not necessarily talking monetary business success, but we we want women to be successful as a mom, as a wife, as a human. And sometimes we want it more than they do. Exactly. I was just going to say, sometimes we want it more than they do. And I've often said, we can lead a horse to water. We can't force their head in the trough. We can't make <laughs> So as much as we want it for them, oftentimes I've learned that we give and we help as much as that particular person is willing to engage in and want. That's one of the things that the Enneagram 2, um, I just read an insert this morning. Um, I'd like to quote it and tell you kind of the shadow side of this as well. Um, because the eyes of a helper can't help but notice needs, and dear twos, you are the helper of the Enneagram. The gift of discerning needs 
is one that you're proficient at. And you probably started to realize that when you were very young. People don't need to tell you what they need. They never need to ask twice for a helping hand. You just know. You just act. This is a gift. And the shadow side to this gift is that sometimes we actually want to give them more than they are even wanting themselves. So it's a good thing. It's a double-edged sword or uh, two sides of a coin, if you will. But yes, I, uh, I've always done that. I've always wanted to do that. And Case in point, there was a time that uh, we helped you. I believe it was, what, 10 years ago, maybe? Maybe even longer. 12? Which time? Yeah. <laughs> the time that we came to your apartment. You can set it up. <laughs> okay, so I was in, it's been longer than that because I have been married to Randy 10 years. Oh. Um, but I was married prior to Randy. and. Um, the guy was not who I thought he was. And when I say that, it's not just me throwing out a perception. He actually had multiple last names. Um, he had been in jail for years for theft and fraud. And I had no knowledge of that. So when I say he wasn't who he um appeared to be there was a lot of information that he had not revealed and <clears throat> there were a number of other situations in that marriage um abuse being one that it just was not working and at the time i was pregnant i had gotten pregnant on my honeymoon and i had just fairly recently met debbie and so, Debbie, take it from there. It's been close to almost 15 years ago, 14 or 15. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Uh, well, we, I think you called around 10 o'clock maybe that night. It was close to midnight, I think, by the time we actually came over. But I called my sister because my sister uh, as well, literally my sister, uh, is always wanting to help and willing to jump in as well. And I think we drove over to your apartment. We moved you out uh, quickly because of the situation. And the next day, uh, you had a condo or a duplex that was set up. You didn't have anything. You didn't have any furniture, no artwork. Uh, you had literally the clothes off your back. And we went ahead and called in. I think I called in about a half a dozen. We call them now the Design Divas. We named ourselves that very next day when you went to work. We gained access to your condo and we set everything up. We brought in furniture, we brought in artwork. We put your clothes away. We organized. We bought things for the refrigerator. And that day that you came home, I believe it was around five o'clock, you were just not only stunned, but I think it really was a reflection of carrying each other's burdens. And I think it's Galatians 6 2 
that says we do carry each other's burdens as Christ does. And I'm paraphrasing, but that is the ultimate act of, I believe, uh, being as Christ would be in helping, assisting, and carrying each other's burdens. And that day, it was just a reflection to a half a dozen, maybe even more women, sisters in Christ, that lend a helping hand when we are in our greatest need and we don't even know what to do next. We don't even know how to take the next step. Yeah. And that just so you know, those half dozen women Debbie called, they did not know me. They had never met me. And that is what I think made it even that much more beautiful is that they just jumped in, not knowing this gal, um, anything that they could give, they did, including one of the most valuable assets, which is our time. Yes. And that day when I came home, that night going to bed, I made a commitment to God and I was like, Lord, I want to be like this gal, Debbie. Like, she is one that will walk it out with you. And as we mentioned, you can't do that with everybody. But for me in that moment, I was like, God, I, I want to do this work for you because I have found that so many women of faith will pray for you, which is wonderful. And there are times you need a lot more than prayer. You need and I'm not diminishing the power of prayer, but you need hands-on help. I mean, I was pregnant, husband was in jail. I mean, just, uh, or kind of, I think maybe we didn't know where he was at that time, but just craziness. And, and I just, when we carry each other's load, carry each other's burden, it gets messy. Yes. And it's going to cause inconvenience. Well, and that's the thing. It can get messy real quick. And what seems to happen in a lot of lives is that we are paralyzed, both in our fear and in our not knowing what to do in our time of just overwhelm. We just, we don't know what to do. And so when women of faith can come in and help, and and you can see in your paralyzation sometimes um, what is happening around you. You can then carry that forward. And that's what I tell everyone is people are like, well, oh, my goodness, what, what can I do for you? What I, I owe you big. And I say the only thing that you owe me is to carry this forward and pay it forward. And you take it on just like you did, Janae, and you make the next 10, 15, 20 years of your life serving others the way you were blessed and served by Christ through individuals like ourselves. Yeah. And you know what's oftentimes we come in for big events and a big event being like Debbie and her sister moving me out in the middle of the night. And maybe the Lord uses us then, and that's your 
connection with that person. You know, I, I know <laughs> Debbie and I have moved uh, single moms at times and we may not hear from them again. And that's right. okay too. I have learned to not have that expectation of reciprocation when I'm doing God's work. And that's hard because it's such a good point, Janae. I, I mean, I have said to many people, it's once the Lord prompts your spirit and says to do something, after you've done that, it's up to the Lord what he does with that person, how he uses, whether it's monetary value or whether it's hands-on help. Whatever it is, it's not your business after that. Now, if you're fortunate enough to where you and I were and we remained really besties for the duration, that's just a bonus. But you're right. Anything on top of that is up to the Lord. That's how I see it. Yeah. And I will say for me, there's, I used to have a lot of resentment towards a person I helped because I didn't maybe get what I thought was, uh, you know, a thank you or, but that was wrong of me because when we are serving the Lord, it's about focusing up and not out. Now I do want to make a differentiation that Debbie just said, when, when it's your bestie or your close inner circle of friends, that should be a two-way street. And there are seasons of give and take and, and seasons that maybe one of us needs more than the other. And in the context of a close friendship, there should be that two-way street. But in the context of just helping a sister out, a friend, and I'm using the term friend, you may not even know her. And as we yeah. are creating this platform for Unbroken, one of the key ingredients of the platform is for us to help each other out. And sometimes we've talked about how sometimes it's that physical help, but I will tell you, Debbie has also provided emotional help, both, both in positive times. So as we were celebrating successes, whether it was things professionally or, you know, the birth of my son, Debbie came alongside with cards and fun and, and all of that. Or um, if it was a time, I remember celebrating some anniversaries that are not necessarily great anniversaries. And Debbie would drive, whether it would be to my office or to my home, to just say, I see you. And so I think as we wrap up today, we as we're talking about being there for one another, don't diminish cards, text, notes. Debbie, can you speak to that? That's so important. And, you know, just remembering those special events that maybe nobody else remembers. It's so special to that individual. And you do that really well, Janae. Um, I'm just, it's so important. And it's an eternal perspective as opposed to, you know, our lives are so busy right now, but just taking that moment to send a handwritten card or 
to recognize a birthday or a milestone or something that, like you said, may not be a happy memory, but it is a memory that will never be forgotten is so, so eternally important to that individual. And um, if you're thinking about someone, I would just encourage you to send a text, send a card, send anything that says, I'm thinking about you, I hear you, I see you, I know that you're there, and I just wanted you to know that you're on my heart. In fact, just this morning, I thought, you know, I've been thinking of someone for a week now, and I finally just sent the text and said, you know what, I just wanted to let you know you've been on, on my mind all week, and I just wanted you to know that. Simple. But to know that people are thinking of you and you're in their mind, in their prayers, and in their hearts is huge. You never know what it's going to mean to that person. So if you have the prompting in your spirit, I would encourage you to move on that. Absolutely. And we're not promised tomorrow. No. And really, that is why. We call the present a gift, you know, present yep. the presence. And so, like Debbie said, I encourage all of us to think of one person that we can just encourage, that we can reach out to today, because the legacy we live is ultimately the legacy we leave. So, Debbie, thank you for joining us today. And more than joining us today, thank you for just the way you truly, um, you truly come alongside and well, you have to talk, my sister. You're a reflection of that as well. You definitely show up. It's well, and that's also the power of mentorship. I have watched you walk alongside women and you've modeled that for me. And so now it's fun to kind of carry some of your baton. Well, thank you for that. I'm humbled and I'm honored that you would have me on the show today. Awesome. Again, that's Debbie Rossa and you can check out what they are doing at livelifeunplugged.org. Isn't that the right, Debbie? Yeah, that's it. Incredible ministry and Thank you for joining us for Unbroken, where we're doing life better together.